Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is the 5 o'clock uh, Cats Roundtable. Not Roundtable. Cats at Night. Roundtable's on but, Sundays. But the sun's still Round- shining. It's not night. <laughs> and uh, in the studio with us, we have uh, Judge... Uh, What's your name again? Richard Weinberg. Richard Weinberg. Should I give you my business and, card, John? And Congressman Peter King, uh, King's Highway. You got it, John. And uh, Lydia Serrani. And we've got a great show for you today. Lee Zeldin is calling in later on. and uh, Reverend Cockfield will also be talking to Bruce Blakeman, Nassau County Executive, and uh, President Lloyd Williams of the Har- Harlem Chamber of Commerce. But first, on the and Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, he will give us an exclusive uh, interview about what's going on with him regarding that probe in Georgia. Well, let's Georgia. go to uh, our uh, favorite, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, prolific author, journalist, uh, historian, his latest book, Killing the Killers. And uh, is it your latest book or you have another one out already? Nope, that's it. Still uh, number nine on the New York Times list after 14 weeks. So 20 million, bo- everybody. 20 million books sold. What are you going to do with all the excess money, uh, uh, Bill? I give it away. Actually, that's not a joke. I have a foundation named after my parents, Winifred and William O'Reilly Foundation. And we help um, children, vets who need help and all of that. So it's Good for my you. privilege Good for in this you. country and give the money, a lot of the money that I make away. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, there's so many things happening. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, today, President Trump is complaining that he wants his passports back. Yeah, it's hard to verify these stories. Um, it seems um, unusual to have the FBI seize your passport. That usually is what a judge does, and I'm sure Judge Weinberg knows that. That's correct. Um, yeah, the FBI doesn't seize passports. Um, so if they did, it would have had it been named in the warrant, which it wasn't. And so, you know, when you hear the stuff, you got to step back and be a little skeptical. But I will say that on Common Sense tonight at 9 o'clock on WABC, we advance the Trump FBI raid story. And right now, Trump is winning that in the court of public opinion. Well, and if indeed the FBI did seize his passport, that's going to be just another abuse <clears throat> that Americans are seeing here. And we're a country that doesn't really want a totalitarian police state. And that's what's in play right now. Well, Attorney General Garrett got out and did a a press conference by himself and put the entire blame on himself. And uh, usually, I mean, the word was that the uh, FBI was a little bit upset at uh, uh, everything being thrown at them. I don't care what the FBI is upset with. Uh, Merrick Garland is the attorney general. He is in charge of the FBI. He gives the orders and it's carried out. If you are going to take drastic action in a democracy, the people deserve a precise reason why. Does everybody agree with that statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Drastic action on behalf of all of us, we the people, then you owe the people an explanation. Did any of you hear that coming from Merrick Garland? Okay. And by the way, Bill, you didn't see them unsealing the affidavit in support of the search warrant, did you? Also, oh, Bill, this is Pete King. Bill, you believe that the they president was not told? But even if that happens after the fact, we're talking a week now. So you got Garland, he goes out, 
chief law enforcement officer working directly for President Biden. And this is where this is going to come back, come back uh, right to Biden. Okay, and Garland looks weak and frightened in his uh, press statement. Yep. Reading the teleprompter, he didn't have any specificity about why the FBI did what it did when it could have gone a subpoena route, as everybody knows it could have gone. And so there is a distrust mounting in this country against the federal government. And it's not about liberal conservative. It's about, hey, these people seem to be out of control. They seem to be corrupt. Hillary Clinton is not treated the same way as Donald Trump. Hunter Biden, three years now on Hunter, nothing happens. So the distrust that is mounting is really corrosive to this country. Bill, Bill O'Reilly, if you could give former President Donald Trump some advice, what would you give him? I give him advice all the time, and he never takes it. So I would say to him, be very precise in what you say publicly. So if the FBI did indeed take your passports, you have got to basically say, you know, you've got to be as definite as you can about it. You don't want to make any mistakes. I would speak out if I were Trump. He's an American citizen, a civilian. He's not part of the federal government anymore. If he feels he was abused, then he should make his case. That would be my advice, but make it in a very factual way. You know, the other thing that troubles me, Bill, is this new bill that was just passed last week by, in a partisan way by the Democrats in the, in the House and the, and the Senate. It's going to create 80-odd thousand new IRS agents with $80 billion worth of, of funding, and we have the lowest learner fiasco. I mean, I'm very troubled by sending these guys loose. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be more audits. There's no doubt about it. We have record amount of tax receipts going to the federal government. They want more. Um, and they're going to weaponize the IRS to come in and take as much money from Americans as the agency can possibly take. That's what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I, I'm a little uh, miffed about the bill, but I'm not as angry about that as I'm it looks like we have a, a good oh, can you re- repeat that last part bill we had a little we bit lost of you for about 10 seconds yeah zeldin wrote a good column on this congestion parking which is going to be a disaster absolutely it's gonna it's going to basically set the city back business-wise 20 years and lead to another exodus of people out of New York. The inner city will be devastated. Uh, you know, every every law firm, every accounting firm, every anybody that comes to visit uh, offices every in the inner city. Every hospital. How about, how about the theaters? How about the restaurants? How about retail shops? Uh, everything. It, 82 bucks for a truck? Yeah, adversely affected. It's not going to lessen congestion. Um, it's not going to do any of that. Um, this is just another revenue grab because of the millions and millions of dollars a week, the MTA money. This goes way back to when I was a reporter at Channel Two in the, in the early '80s. Nobody knows where that money goes. No, nowhere. Millions and millions of dollars a week to the MTA. They need more. By the way, and, to... and, and so they're going to gut the working people who have to come into the crazy, city. crazy. It is today it is. is the first anniversary of Afghanistan. 
which which gave the whole country of Afghanistan, in theory, gave it all to China. You know what they call? They even took over our air base there. Right. And, and uh, John, do you know what they call it in Afghanistan today? What? Victory Day. And that's, they're right. That's and what they're, they're right. celebrating. They're right. they're right. We just gave it away. I mean, it showed our weakness. What about, do you think, Bill about, O'Reilly? Do you think the armaments they gave away? Do you think the way we pulled out? I mean, we've talked about this at length. Basically, yeah. showed weakness on the world stage by the Biden administration. Of course, I mean, there's no debate about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, he did, and that's why we're not getting anywhere with Iran, and that's why China is saber rattling over Taiwan, and Putin went into Ukraine. You know, um, if Trump were president, Iran would still be a problem. But China and Putin would be much tempered because he had deals in place, which he and Putin Trump did. And once he left, those deals fell apart. There isn't any leader on the world stage, not one, that doesn't know the United States is a far weaker country in August of 2022 and it was in August of 2020. And, you know, if if the lefties and the Trump haters and all of that, they want to jump up and down and say that's not true, go ahead and live in a delusional world. Go ahead. Um, because every single person on this planet knows that the United States is in decline. And that's going to come back to bite us. I have a column up on BillOReilly.com. I hope everyone reads the column. It's called The Danger. And every one of us is in danger right now. Well, speaking of being in danger, Bill O'Reilly, like myself, I believe you are a practicing Catholic. You probably saw this story, The Atlantic, an op-ed. The title of it, How the Rosary Became an Extremist Symbol. So, I mean, this is just so horrific. And it comes out today, which is the Assumption of Mary. It's a holy day of obligation in the Catholic faith. I, I just can't believe I'm, I don't fault this person for writing it, Daniel Pennington. But the fact that the Atlantic, we know they are completely left leaning and radical. But to put something like this, the rosary now becoming an extremist symbol and, and actually saying it's similar to the AR-15. I mean, what's your reaction to that? I mean, this is so ridiculous. I don't even. Yeah, well, the nuns hit me with the rosary. So maybe I <laughs> no. Look, the Atlantic magazine is getting what the Atlantic magazine wanted, publicity. Nobody reads the magazine. It has no influence So they look around, oh, yeah, we'll get Lydia Serrani angry. (laughs) We'll compare rosaries to machine guns, and we'll find some hack to write it and pay them $500, and we'll all go home. So to me, I didn't cover it. I mean, I don't even bother with this stuff anymore on the right or the left. Mm-hmm. I don't bother with this extremist garbage unless it has a direct effect on people. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that the secular progressives want to destroy the Catholic Church primarily because of abortion. That's the end game. Delegitimize the church, attack the church get the primary opposition to abortion marginalized. And the Atlantic Magazine is part of that movement. And what about this uh, Justice Department investigation now of the Southern Baptist Conference? What's that about? I don't know anything about it, Judge. And if I don't know anything about something, 
uh, I don't say anything about it. I have no idea. You know, there's only 24 hours in the day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I mean, Who knew? I, if I'm if I'm going south of Trenton, I'm in trouble. We got a we got a minute left or so. I'm going to be listening tonight on the, uh, between nine o'clock and ten o'clock. The number one show between nine o'clock and ten o'clock in the yeah. whole New York area on yeah. WABCRadio.com, seven seventy on your dial, and uh, BillOReilly.com and WLIR. Tell us what you're going to talk about. Well, I have one fun thing tonight that people might tune in. I went to Jones Beach to see Earth, Wind, and Fire on Saturday night. Number one. The Jones Beach Theater, when I was a boy, it was the Guy Lombardo Theater. Remember Guy Lombardo? Oh, I remember him. Yeah, Jones Beach Theater is the nicest place to see a concert in the United States of America. We had a beautiful night, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they're my pals. I have to, full disclosure, they were so good. They were (laughs) so good. Everybody friendly, no trouble, no cursing. Nothing. Just a really great show. I put a little bit of it on Common Sense tonight. You'll hear the music. And uh, somebody alert Cousin Brucey. He'll like it. Well, I've been looking forward to it, and uh, and we'll catch up again real soon. Um, by the way, Trump did confirm that report he put out on his uh, Truth Social Wow in the raid by the FBI. FBI, they stole my three passports, one expired, along with everything else. This is an assault on a political opponent at a level never seen before in our country, third world. I wonder if they knew they even took it. He's got a big lawsuit, Trump. He does, unless something else comes out that's pretty heinous. But yeah. Yeah. they're watching it. Thanks for having me in, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you, Bill. Okay, breaking Breaking, Breaking now is, is the Department of Justice is asking a judge to keep the affidavit sealed. Wow. Keep the affidavit sealed. You're not going to know the truth behind who made the affidavit and what their facts alleged were. I'm going to say it's, it's, that's it's, a lot of with, what's that? A lot of crap. How do you say it? <laughs> Well, I mean, the I fact that so. it's not Trump yeah, and it's the, crap. It, the fact that it's not I mean, Trump. That's not, that's not right. Well, they could, argue, they, they could argue there's evidence in there they're going to use the trial and they don't want to tip off the defendants. So, I mean, yeah, the, it's either case, true or not true. Well, not necessarily because they don't want the defendants to know what evidence they have against them. That could be part of it. Or they could just be lying. Okay. And a case like this, but yeah. in most cases, they don't release them. Okay, but the the congressman is right. The problem is this is a different kind of case because this was a search warrant against the former president of the United States, and they should release that affidavit. Let's go to Reverend Cockfield right now. Reverend Cockfield, he is uh, how do there's so many ways to describe a Reverend Cockfield. uh, He's striving for a better. How about a common sense leader? There you go. He's a common sense leader in the uh, community. Uh, He's a reverend. Uh, he uh, and he's not woke. And he's not progressive. He's not progressive, and he wants he's to normal. make sure the Democratic Party in Brooklyn, and Queens, in the city is common sense Democrats and not socialists. And the socialists, me and the Reverend have met. I said we would buy them one-way tickets to Venezuela and see if they like it. I'll, I'll, I'll contribute to that goes on me. Tell you got nine days or ten days to to a week uh, from tomorrow the, uh, to the election uh, of the primaries. Tell us what's going on in Brooklyn and in uh, Queens. Well, listen, it's fired up. First of all, good evening, John. Thank you for always inviting me. I appreciate the time to be on WABCB Nights with Cats. Listen, we are in crunch time. 
it is extremely important that everyone goes out and vote for common sense Democrats. Democrats that make sense. <laughs> that understand that we need a quality of life, we need public safety, we need good schools, and we need opportunities to get wealth and continue to do better. So we need common sense Democrats to be elected. And so Conrad Tillard for the state Senate 25th in Brooklyn, is fi- he's fired up, he's great, he's ready to go, and he's ready to do some great laws in Albany to help us move forward our city and state. Reverend, this is Pete King. Do you feel you're on a, uh, a winning role here? Is, it, is the party starting to come back more toward you, or are they still going to the woke left with AOC? No, 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 no. If you saw in the assembly primaries and the, in the government, we had a real good amount of candidates that won and beat AOC's candidates, and it's going to happen again this soon. Great, they come. great. Reverend, what is it? I want my party back. <laughs> Listen, I want it back, too. We have it back. We just have to put people in place. And that's why it's extremely important that everyone gets out and vote. Don't say, oh, it'll be all right. They'll, they'll do it without my vote. We need everyone's vote. Your common sense and you understand and you want public safety, you're tired of all these guys going in and coming right back out of jail like within 24 hours. You need to make sure you go out and vote. When Megalina up in the Bronx, uh, Angel Vasquez up in, in Washington, Conrad yeah, give us Hitler some names. Brooklyn. Give us some names in Brooklyn. Give us some more names in Queens and some names in uh, Bronx. We need we need Conrad Tillard in Brooklyn, 25th Senatorial District. We need Carmelina uh, up up in the Bronx. I forget her. Her Carmelina, she's a great great candidate for state senate. She's going to be great. Angel Vasquez up in Washington Heights. These are great people. Listen, go out and vote. We need your vote. Even the Republicans, I know people want to just come over for a day. We need you for two days. Just come on and vote. We want to make sure we get the right Democrats in these seats. Well, yeah, absolutely correct on that. Uh, tell us, there's some people want to put congestion pricing uh, in Manhattan, which will punish everybody in Brooklyn, punish everybody in Queens, everybody in the Bronx, everybody in Staten Island. And the suburbs. And New Jersey. And people from even out of state that come here for the greatest medical care there is to offer. It's going to put Manhattan out of business. What say you? I, I say that until we get the public transportation to the place that we need to be, we're in the right direction. It's important that people be able to move around in vehicles. And that's just the reality of it. We need to be able to move around. Congested price. I don't know how much money MTA gets, and they can't get this stuff right. It should be able to do what the amount of tax revenue, the amount of money that goes into the MTA, the amount of federal dollars that came after the pandemic for the MTA. Why is congestion pricing extremely necessary, extremely at this particular time when I see you so vulnerable? Reverend Cockfield, I I couldn't agree with you more. They're putting the proverbial cart before the horse. Why don't we get, if they want to have the buses and the trains, get that all up to speed first before we restrict everybody from coming into the city. It'll also be an environmental disaster for people in the Bronx Why do you think our lawmakers, not all of them, obviously, but some of them just don't seem to get it that these very laws they claim that will help the people that are disenfranchised and the poor are actually hurting them the most? I mean, how many more times do we have to hear about this? And then also the 14 year old killing another 14 year old in the Bronx 
And these kids, it's just the, the justice system is becoming a revolving door. I can only imagine how the black and brown community, how frustrated they must also be. Extremely frustrated. Listen, people want to be able to send their children. We're getting ready to go back to school in New York City. With some, some charter schools have already started. Some are starting over the next two weeks. And there are so many more schools starting right after Labor Day. People are fearful to send their children to school, even if the school's just at the corner from them. We've seen time and time again how children are going out to school and getting inflicted by gun wounds. We need to get everything straight. We need to stop with the sound bites. We need to really focus on what's important. And public safety is extremely important for the city of New York and the state. We need to put every our priorities straight. Once we get the uh, MTA buses and the trains back on right, then we can focus on other stuff with congested prices. But right now, people are focusing on going into the city, doing their business, and go out. People are not just going to the city just because they want to go to the city. They're going to the city to do business. And we need, we need our businesses to have revenue. And how do you have revenue? By people showing up. If they can't show up, they can't spend money. We can't spend money. We don't get the tax revenue to help the city and the state. Reverend, does your community feel safe on the subways? No. I live out in the Rockaways. For people that live in the Rockaways, they Somebody, have to take just the train. cab driver just got killed there. Right. Yeah. You have to take Father the train from, a rate, from Rockaway all the way to Manhattan. And people are fearful. You're people right. Fearful. You're absolutely right. Well, Reverend, uh, I uh, there's uh, seven or eight more days before the primary. We'll have you on a few times. And uh, if you think we should have a couple of uh, candidates. potential candidates on, please let us know. Let's do that. Let's put them on. Let's talk to them. Let's talk to them about the things that's happening. I think we need to do that. But we'll please, do, we'll do it together. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you on at the same time. Absolutely. It's time. Right now is early vote. You can go out and vote today if you want. Tomorrow, we have early dates. So if you want to go in and have less people, the next few days are a great time to do it. Vote for Conrad Tillard in the 25th, Margarine up in the Bronx, Angel Vasquez. Reverend, where is the 25th? Tonight. Where is the 25th? Fort Greene all the way to, to, to Brownsville. Okay. One more thing, uh, Reverend. Hill. There, there's okay. just a, there's an article just came out in, the, uh, in breaking news. New York City moving migrants into uh, famed luxury Times Square hotels. Anything on that? That just came out? It just came out a few minutes ago. The Rowe Hotel, they want to put them up. I mean, you know, we're we're all frustrated, I think. Like, we have our own problems to deal with, and we just can't. We've got to take care of New Yorkers right. first before we take care of migrants, I think. We, we, we have to take care of New Yorkers first. But the governor of Texas is putting us in a very extre- extremely tight place. And these people end up in New York City. Where's New York City going to send them? Put them on a bus and put them Well, there? instead of giving them a $200 room, maybe you buy them a $200 ticket and send them back. Or also speak out against well, the, the Biden administration well, that they're sending thousands. Instead of a $200 ticket to send them back, you only have to play once. With the $200 Obviously, this is room, a, you have to pay every is, night. Okay, this is a political ploy. This, this is, is a political ploy by Abbott, Abbott 100%. Okay. Abbott. But... The Abbott anger should be to directed towards Biden, who opens up the border, and he's allowing all these migrants in all it's over not the an country. It's problem. It's a Biden problem. Let's be clear. It's I, a- think, I think, I think President, the mayor has really spoke up to, to D.C. that they need to step up and, and be able to handle this and take care of this problem, not just leave it on New York. So yeah, I'm absolutely right. Biden's administration, they have to put the money up to protect and take care of these people that are being dropped. Close the city. border. Close the border. We don't Orderly, even know who these people are. immigration. Close the border. That's all.
Thank you let's so much, Reverend Cockfield. One, let's take one day at a time. Thank you, uh, Reverend Cockfield, and we'll catch up again. With you, John. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a great evening. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, a common sense Democrat there, common sense guy. I mean, I think he really does have the pulse of what how most people feel here in New York. Like I showed you that video of that train conductor, the right. African-American man talking to the kid, saying, "You are this is an All embarrassment. Right, There's not a lot of call. New York City will use Manhattan's $400 a night hotel migrant accommodation. $400 a day. $400. All you have to do is buy them a $200 ticket, send them back. Who's getting rich off of this? Well, somebody should look up who owns that hotel. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is ridiculous. If they seal the border, this wouldn't Seal the border. It's a no-brainer. Why are you blaming Governor Why pay $400 every night? But $200, you can send them back. Uh, but yeah, but Abbott will send them back up again. No, no, wait a second. It's very simple. Why blame Abbott, who's trying to make a point, which is that the borders Abbott are open? Just, Abbott is just trying to protect so the wait, people of Texas. We're going to pay. I don't blame them. We're going to pay $400 a night for these people to stay in these fancy hotels? Is that what you guys are saying? Yes. That's what it says here. Here's the article. This is crazy. So that's what, 12000 a month? This is ridiculous. You know what Margaret Thatcher said? Pretty soon you run out of other people's money. We can't afford to put all these people up and give them medical care and then put their kids in school. And then meanwhile, we want to charge people that come into Manhattan over 25 bucks and the truck driver, $82. The IRS wants to come after the middle class. Did you see the Congressional Budget Office saying how many billions of dollars they're going to make off the middle class? It's like they're taking blood from a stone. We can't give any more. When you hire that many people, I'm every a one of them. Everyone has to justify his or her existence. You know, so therefore, they're going to go with the taxpayers. Yo, well, I should look, be a migrant. We're going to take a, we're, we're gonna a, take a, a break a now, and we're going to have Lou Dobbs t- talking about the financial markets. But then when we come back, we got Lee Zeldin. No, we have Rudy Giuliani, then Lee Zeldin, and then Bruce Blakeman. Bruce Blakeman. My God, what a lineup for the second so half of the Ru- show. So Rudy Giuliani, do you think it's a coincidence they're coming after him now just right on the heels of the Trump raid? It's too much of a coincidence, like you said, Judge. There's you- no such thing as a coincidence. That's correct. I mean, I heard he says that he was just speaking on behalf of his client. I mean, that's what a good lawyer is supposed to do. Imagine how filled up. Sorry, Judge. And I know, Congressman King, you're a lawyer, too. How many jails would be filled up if we, like, put all of the lawyers who in made, prison? Who made a legal argument you don't agree with. Right. Which I mean, legally, the- they're required to do. Exactly. They're doing their job, exactly. yeah. They're doing their job. You're supposed so- to take unpopular causes and fight them as hard as you can. And you know who did that, by the way? John Adams. Look at your history books. What? The Constitution? What are you talking about? Keep it right here. Cats at night. we got a lot to talk about. Let's, let's go to Lou Dobbs, find out how the markets did today. And when we come back, we think we're going to have Rudy Giuliani. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. So there was a big press conference today with Nicole Meliotakis, Congresswoman, also Congressman Lee Zeldin, who we, we will be speaking with shortly, as well as Congressman Richie Torres of the Bronx. They are dead set against this congestion pricing because it's going to be an environmental disaster in the Bronx. I mean, are we the only how how John, can you explain to me, you know Governor Hochul, why now? Why is she doing this now? Didn't she say she wasn't going well, to do you it? You know, I saw her on Saturday and uh, basically she said that uh, uh she is getting overridden 
uh, by uh, Hasty in the state assembly and uh, by Stuart Cousins in the state senate. But she's the governor. So that's why and she's the governor, talking, John. That's she's the why governor. she is the governor. So she's but weak. that's why I am talking to um, uh, Zeldin. No, to uh, to the pastor. Cockfield, Cockfield, Reverend Cockfield. Uh-huh. And we're talking to Bruce Blakeman later on, and we're talking to other people about let's get rid of the woke culture that's that's stopping. This is this, this is going to kill. I you know I don't want to be pessimistic, but this is going to kill New York City. Also, the New York State governor is one of the most powerful in the country. The governor has real powers in New York. She should be exerting it more. I mean, there's no. If the governor, I remember Cuomo during COVID can shut the city down and businesses, you're telling me she can't do anything? She can't talk to them and say, guys, listen, I know the MTA is strapped for cash, but now's not the time when we have like a 40% occupancy rate for for the buildings and 60% for the subways. Also, not talk to them, yell at them. I mean, the governor, get in the room. A simple amendment staying the the date of execution of this, uh, this law. They can stay. They can delay. What? It. Say, explain. What do you mean? Right now, it has a, a drop dead date. It's supposed to be in effect in 2023 if it's cleared by the federal government. They can extend it and say 2025, 20, 2026. They have the power to change that. So Peter? she, who, who yeah. can change that? The, the legislature. The legislature can but do that. But she's saying and she's. And also, she can lobby Washington. She well, can tell Chuck what, Schumer and others. That's what Reverend Cockfield said. Why don't you put it off until we're cities in better shape? And then we have a better uh, system of getting around. Congress, that's right. There are two ways you can do it. You can have a legislative amendment in the state law or Congress. Right now, Nicole Miliotakis, I know, is working with Gottheimer in Washington. But again, get Schumer involved. Get Gillibrand involved. Have the governor go down to Washington. The governor of New York is a powerful person, whether it's Rockefeller or Cuomo or Pataki or anyone. And they they all use their power. I don't understand why Governor Hochul doesn't go arm in arm with Mayor Adams when it also comes to bail reform. How many times do we have to see this revolving door of justice, people over and over again, same guys committing the same crimes? I'm looking at them right now up on New York One, and she's saying she's powerless against Hasty and Stewart Cousins. Well, she shouldn't be governor. She's, exactly. I find it BS. What do you say, Judge Weinberg? I know she said that you know maybe the judges need to be educated. Hey, and, I, and I've said on this program and other programs, the fact of the matter is, is not the judges not understanding the law. If anybody needs an education about that law, it's the members of the legislature who passed it and the governor's staff who are giving her bad advice. The fact of the matter is, that it's not just the bail reform, it's all the other things they've done wrong too. Changing the age of prosecution of, from 16 to 18, because a large number of the offenders and discovery violent kids. also. The discovery, the discovery pieces. There's the, some new breaking news that just came out. 14 FBI whistleblowers have come forward According to Representative Jordan, does that mean 14 FBI people? Saying, yeah, go ahead, saying what? John, I understand we have Bruce Blakeman as well. Let's take it, uh, yeah. Congressman. Bruce. Yeah. We are, we're privileged. I believe Bruce is on the line. County Executive Bruce yeah. Blakeman of Nassau. Uh, we, we were just talking about congestion pricing and what a toll, excuse the pun, it will take on so many New Yorkers, specifically toll. those, exactly, those in the outer boroughs, Long Island. I mean, what do you think about this? $25 at least, 82 for trucks? Well, I think you're making a big mistake. Right now, New York City is in a very precarious situation, and Mayor Adams is trying to keep his city open and viable when people are afraid 
to travel into New York City because of the crazy bail reform and raise the age laws that Albany has foisted upon us. And uh, he's trying to bring it back after COVID-19. And this is not going to help him. If anything, I think it's going to inure to the benefit of Nassau County because a lot of people who would take a J trip into New York City and enjoy all of the things that New York City has to offer with respect to restaurants and culture, uh, they'll stay here in Nassau County or they'll come visit Nassau County and go to our world-class restaurants and go to our world-class museums and our world-class shopping. So uh, I, I think they're making a big mistake. And quite frankly, if I was just being parochial about it and greedy, uh, I would be rooting for congestion pricing because I think it'll it'll help the economy here in Nassau County. But as someone who lives right on the border in New York City, it used to be the greatest city in the world. I think it's important that we have a strong and viable New York City. It's good for the suburbs. But hey, uh, Bruce, hey, Bruce, this is Pete King. First of all, congratulations on the great job you're doing. But you also said that Mayor Adams is concerned about crime in the city. How concerned are we in Nassau about the crime spilling over from New York into Nassau, and even crime coming in from New Jersey? Well, we're very concerned. Today we had a press conference on it. Uh, basically, 80% of the major crimes that were committed in the last quarter were cashless bail. In other words, all of the discretion was taken away from the judges, which they had had for over 200 years. Uh, there's a little uh, provision known as separation of powers, and according to the New York State Legislature and the governor, there's no such thing as separation of powers anymore. Uh, they've completely usurped the judiciary and judges' ability to determine whether someone is a danger to society or a flight risk. So it's, it's a big problem uh, throughout the state. It's not endemic to just Net Nassau County or New York City. It's the same problem that exists throughout the tri-state area because of these crazy laws that give uh, criminals much more rights than victims. Now, Bruce, the governor is saying she can't get it done because the legislature won't let her. Is that a lack of leadership or what? It's a tremendous lack of leadership, and let's let's call it the way it is. She didn't even try. Uh, she is pandering to her liberal, progressive, woke base, and she is not in any way, shape, or form trying to repeal cashless bail or raise the age. Uh, if she says so, she's being disingenuous. Uh, basically, it is a situation that has created havoc throughout the state of New York, uh, and I think she's going to get punished at the polls along with the rest of the Democrats Bruce, who voted for it. Bruce, John Katzmatidis, how many critical state Senate races and assembly races you have? Because if Nassau County and Suffolk County could win uh, and, and go forward to have more common sense uh, uh, people in the state Senate and state assembly, uh, maybe we could change things. Well, I think we're going to make tremendous strides both in the state Senate and the state assembly, because quite frankly, in the last couple of weeks, people I've known who are died in the wool Democrats have told me either they're not voting or they're voting for Zeldin and they're voting Republican because they're fed up. Yeah, Their but let's go to primaries. The left. primaries is in the next eight days. Who should people vote for in the next eight days at a state Senate? In, in, is there any primaries? I don't know no, if we're in good Senate. shape as far as primaries. Uh, the only primaries on Long Island right now of any significance are out in Suffolk County in the congressional races. And I'm supporting Garbarino, Garbarino and I'm supporting uh, Lalota in those races. Yeah, both good people. Very good. Andrew's especially good. 
Yeah, well, Lilota graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy. He's a good Academy. guy. He, good guy. He's, he's first rate. He's first rate. Lilota's first yeah, rate. He, he's a really solid guy. And Garbarino, I think, has been doing a great job in Congress. He's a good friend. He's been very helpful to Nassau County, especially during the pandemic. So uh, I'm enthusiastically supporting them. Uh, but in Nassau County, we do not have uh, primaries. Uh, in the Republican Party, we've got Anthony D'Esposito, who's a former NYPD detective, and he's a former uh, uh, fire chief in our volunteer fire department in Island Park. Solid guy, town of Hempstead councilman, and uh, and I think he's going to do a great job as well as uh, George Santos up on the North Shore. Bruce Blakeman, thank you for keeping the people in Nassau County. They're good people. Thank you for keeping them safe, and, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Oh, we got to work out that dinner date, Bruce. Well, thank you so you, much. You got it, Pete. Thank you so much. And when <laughs> we come so back. Am I then, invited? Yeah. You're always invited. All right. Just when we come it. back, the next governor of New York State, Congressman Lee Zeldin. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. We are all fired up and mad as hell because we can't take it anymore. And that's I why I'm mad as hell. Yeah. I'm not going to take this anymore. Congressman Lee Zeldin, we're hoping you can help say, save this state. Congressman Zeldin, you think people of New York City and New York State are starting to feel like that? Oh, absolutely. I, I see it. I feel it firsthand. I'm out, I was walking yesterday morning at the Dominican Day Parade in Manhattan. I saw it on the side of that route. Wherever I go, I could be around Republicans, independents, Democrats. Uh, people are talking to me about number one issue. They're telling, talking to me about crime, public safety, not feeling on our streets, feeling safe on our streets and subways. Um, but I'm also hearing people talking about economic issues and congestion pricing, which is crazy and should be stopped. And people talking about their kids' education and freedom being on the ballot. The governor, once again, just a couple of days ago, signed another 30-day extension of her COVID emergency powers that she unilaterally grants herself without permission from the legislature I feel like New Yorkers are mad as hell, and they realize that this is last stand time to save the state. Lee, this is Pete King. First of all, great race you're running. Along those lines, though, of uh, you know, people getting fed up, I think it's the first con- a gubernatorial race I can remember in a long time where you and the Republican Party is making a serious effort to cut into the Latino vote, the African-American vote, the Asian vote. And if you can do that... That's going to really boost your vote in New York City. Yeah. If you boost that, you win the state. And Governor Hochul, speaking of the Dominican Day Parade, she was heckled by quite a few Dominican-Americans saying, what about Jose Alba, that bodega worker? You left him out to dry. Did you experience that as well, that many people are upset with her? That is such a great point. So I actually walked first in the Dominican Day Parade in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago. And we had signs with us, that Zeldin for governor signs, and as the, the route started, I was getting positive feedback from the people on the side. But, you know, maybe they're just being friendly. It's a friendly greeting when they say, I'm voting for you because they see that I'm running for something. I don't know. But I could tell that they wanted me to come over. So I, I went over to the side, and the, the, the way that they were so informed, they were talking about Jose Alba, cashless bail, anti-Kathy Hochul, They knew about me. They were formed. They were engaged. They were fired up. So, And the entire route, the same thing happened yesterday morning. Now, I had already had the experience marching in the parade in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago. As I'm walking that route, same thing on the side, 
fired up about Jose Alba, one of their own hardworking, law-abiding New Yorker from the Dominican Republic who ends up having that experience of Alvin Bragg putting them in Rikers, asking for hundreds of thousands of bail, slapping him with a murder charge, not charging the person who stabbed him. He had an open stab wound when he went there. And the entire Dominican community is is pissed, to be honest. I mean, there's no other way to, mm-hmm. to describe it. And now Jose Alba is going back to the Dominican Republic because he doesn't feel him, safe. the American dream's over. He doesn't feel safe Well, here. the American dream, just like that Queen's cab driver in Far Rockaway, gentle father of four, and the, they, he's beaten to death by, fair, by people that didn't want to pay the fare. I mean, how many more people have to die? We're seeing the over 90% of the victims of this cashless bail are people of color. Yeah, we're, we're hearing, seeing too many stories when we wake up on a Monday morning. This is something that sadly is becoming a norm. This is something that was happening in Chicago, where you'd wake up on a Monday morning and they would talk about all the stories of shootings and stabbings and whatnot that happened over the weekend. And us as New Yorkers were watching this happening, you know, cities and states over, away from us. This wasn't a New York issue. But now what's happening is that New Yorkers waking up on a Monday morning and we're reading about the shootings and stabbings taking place right here in New York. Now, the the violence, the crime that we see, we hear about in New York City is getting widely reported uh, by, you know, fortunately, some media outlets in particular uh, reporting on this more than others. I'll tell you that there are other parts of the state where they're a little bit frustrated over the fact that they're experiencing the same amount of crime, but it's not getting the same amount of attention. This isn't just a New York City issue. I hear from DAs across the state upset about Castle Spell mm-hmm. and these other changes. Uh, I hear from law enforcement, county sheriffs, uh, our corrections officers being assaulted because of the implementation of the HALT Act April 1st. If you look at the <clears throat> Q2 numbers, assaults in prisons are skyrocketing all since implementation of, of the HALT Act, which made a change uh, with regards to uh, what's referred to as solitary confinement, although that definition Congressman Zeldin. Congressman Zeldin, we got to wrap we this up. Some, we have some breaking news, and we have Rudy Giuliani going to be coming on that 14 FBI whistleblowers have come forward and uh, to the uh, Republican Jordan, uh, Representative Jordan, and uh, we're going to see what's going on. All right. All right. Thank you, Congressman. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And when we come back, we have an exclusive interview with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Breaking news, WABC. So much breaking news. We'll be speaking with Mayor Rudy Giuliani. So three items have come across. The Justice Department asks the judge to keep Trump's search warrant affidavit sealed, citing an ongoing investigation. Representative Jim Jordan says 14 FBI agents have come forward alleging a whistleblowing. And then, of course, Rudy Giuliani, you have now become a target regarding some sort of Georgia election probe. Rudy Giuliani, where do you want to start first? Well, we can start with that. I I should tell people I was his attorney in that proceeding. I never appeared as anything else but his attorney. So this is a rather uh, similar kind of situation to what we've been seeing, which is a complete distortion of the Constitution. Rudy, this is Pete King. I mean, real quick, isn't this a violation of the Sixth Amendment? Of course it is. I mean, this is the first time they've done it. I mean, they raided my law office. And what in fact, the only the only person's law officers who ever get raided are Donald Trump's lawyers. Yeah. And I mean, this is what happened outrageous. To, what happened to you after they raided the year later, Mr. Mayor? Nothing. I mean, they they uh, they came here. The press all said, oh, they must have something if they raided them. And now it's a year and a half later. They've returned everything to me. Uh, they're leaking that they have no, no case to bring. Uh, they don't really tell you ever. They just leak. Uh, just like the uh, people who raided uh, Trump's place leaked that they were looking for nuclear material. Except, you know what a phony that is? The warrant had 11 days to be satisfied. What judge is going to do a warrant for 11 days of this nuclear material? Right. And then the FBI agents took the weekend off rather than execute the warrant immediately. And then they took nine hours to execute it, which means they were on a fishing expedition. I've done 100 warrants. You do them right away. When you have something, you get them done in about an hour or two because you know right where you're going. When you're on a fishing expedition, you're there for the whole day. Mayor Giuliani, what do you make of this? This is just part of the, 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 the how when, you know, when first you practice to deceive, then it just gets more complicated and more complicated. I mean, the situation in Atlanta is a disaster. Atlanta is maybe one of the three or four most crooked cities in the country. It's dominated by the Democratic Party. It's a Democratic dictatorship. Uh, and uh, the people gonna, of Philadelphia are the people of Philadelphia insulted. They thought they, they were they, number one. Corrupt, That's right? true. That's true. That, that they stole more votes. There's no question All about right. it. Hey, Rudy, but, what's uh, great about this is I've known you 50 years. You're as tough now as you were then, and you're not backing down. That's that's the Rudy Giuliani we oh, need. No, no, I'm not backing down. But God Almighty, I mean, every other mayor of Atlanta goes to jail. You can be feel. I'm going to feel really comfortable in that crooked place. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but the, Mr. Mayor, what I don't understand is all you were being in down in Georgia was a lawyer. That's Absolutely. all you did. Absolutely. 100% I was his lawyer. I mean, you do this to a lawyer, we don't have America anymore. And, you know, look, I'm if a guy. If they scared the crap out of lawyers, well, you don't have America anymore. You're absolutely right, uh, Mayor. And a lot of lawyers get scared. I don't, but a lot of lawyers get scared. John, John Adams, the beginning of this country, stood up for British soldiers, and they could have crucified him. Using the same standard doing against you. Yeah, and you, you don't know how many lawyers I lost uh, when I represented him. I had a kid that was working for me who was a, a law professor. They fired him from his law school. All he did is all he did is write briefs for us. I mean, we, we must have had about eight, ten people that were fired from their law firms or, or, or their law schools. This is in America. So, Rudy, There's what happens wrong. next? What, what's the next step? Wrong. What's the next step? I, I mean, I just think more and more facts are coming out and. 
there's, there's got to come a point where the American people have had enough of this. I mean, this whole this whole uh, raid on his house. I mean, uh, the, the, first of all, those documents were there for 15 months. Every time they wanted them, they subpoenaed them, and he gave it to them. When they want to come and look at them, they get, they came and looked at them. There was no reason for this raid. If they had asked for them, they would have gotten them. Meanwhile, uh, o- Obama has 30 million records that he took five years ago saying he would digitize them. He hasn't digitized them, and you can't get them. I digitized my records, and I don't have half the money he has. Why hasn't he digitized his? In fact, I'm the only mayor to have digitized his records because Democrats don't because you can find the crimes they committed if you did it. It's a double standard, Mr. Mayor. That's the problem. You're damn right there's a double standard, and it's ripping the country apart, uh, Judge. It's ripping the country apart. That's the reason. That's really the reason for our disunity. When, when you see Hunter Biden and Joe Biden going off on a paid-for vacation that they're not paying for, when they've, you know, stolen millions, and meanwhile Trump's house is being raided for no reason, his wife's bedroom is being torn apart, you say to yourself, there's something wrong in this country. Mayor, thank you. Uh, we're out of time. But thank you, Mayor, for everything you've done for our city and continue to speak out for our city. God bless you. And uh, what do we stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, and and the American American way. And God bless America. We need a blessing, and the world needs a blessing right now. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for listening, and God bless.